Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude, <laughs> etc. But what a time it is. Lockdown in Sydney extended for another week. Okay, I'm a tough customer. I'm not going to complain. Do I have interstate gigs locked in, locked and or loaded, ready, ready to go? You better believe it. Am I scared to announce them due to the lockdown I'm currently living in? Again, you guys are fucking on fire right now. Okay, I got interstate gigs ready to go. I'm, I don't know what's happening. I might have to cancel one of them before I even announce it. So, <laughs> dude, touring in the COVID era, just honestly get a job as an accountant and we'll see you in 2025. I don't know what's going on. I got mates who have toured like the whole of Australia twice this year. Meanwhile, I can't seem to go down to the fucking shops without getting stopped by three government officials in hazmat suits. I mean, it is just, you just don't know what's going to happen, okay? I appear to have, you know, looking back at the decisions I've made this year, RE touring, I appear to have ta- zigged when I should have zagged several times. Um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. I got some interstate stuff for August and a bit after August. And, you know, fingers crossed, babe. Fingers crossed I'll be coming to your city. But until then, there's a new stand-up clip on my YouTube channel. Get around that. I have screamed past 1,000 subscribers. So fucking absolutely running down 1.1K. Absolutely mowing it down, okay? So get on this pirate ship before we go freaking through the Caribbean, if you know what I mean. All right, get on. Get on, dude. And uh, yeah... But there's plenty happening. I'm just, I'm locked down. The lockdown, I got to say, it's not, I mean, like, I, like I've said a myriad of times before, I do live with three of my best mates in a sick house. So it's pretty, it's pretty cruisy. It's another day on the roller coaster for Billy D. And uh, we're having a great time. But it is, it is pretty fucking boring, I will admit. But as is any lockdown tradition, the boys indulged in some light narcotic use over the weekend. Uh, not as light as usual. There was some uh, some sort of hallucinogens involved. We'll crack into that later, but it's a pretty fucking good yard, i got to say. This episode will be worth it. Also, second half of this episode, we have a guest. Guests have returned to Get Around Me. Get Around Me, more like Get Around Us. Am I right? Thank you. Uh, but my, my friend and Sydney comedian Rowan Arneal is the guest this week. Rowan's open for me heaps on the road, and he's fucking hilarious. And uh, it's a pretty ripping little episode, dude. So get into that. There's bloody... I mean, it's a, it's a bloody fill your boots. You know, everyone take whatever you want sale at the Billy D store. I mean, what more do you want, people? There's a stand-up clip out. We got freaking a guest on the episode. I'm wearing my famous Westfield jacket. Okay? My hair is looking sensational. Okay? No, I don't have an apartment, but I'm ticking my own boxes, all right? Jesus. But anyway, but it's been good. I've been having a great time at home. I've been working from home with Macca. And I mean, let's talk about the word sexual harassment because that's what I've been receiving 
uh, from this man. And there's no there's no HR department at the lad pad, let me tell you. Okay? I mean, it has been nothing short of a nightmare. And, I mean, from the very start, Monday, 9am, first day of working from home, I'm in a company-wide Zoom meeting. Obviously, thank God, my microphone and my camera are off. There's a little indication of how much I intended to contribute to the meeting. But Macca, first thing in the morning, opens up his laptop. It's got some freaking weird, weird goddamn YouTube video blasting at full ball from like, I don't even know what he was watching. Some weird shit. And then he's like, oh, I can't, the volume's not going down. And my freaking, I'm in the Zoom meeting. And now we've got, now we've got bloody how to make Austrian cheese blasting at a million decibels. I mean, the guy's all over the shop. The guy's all over the shop. He's making me look like a freaking idiot in the comfort of my own home. All right? But that wasn't the worst of it. The other day, he goes, Bill, can I get your opinion on this? And I, you know, I have my headphones in. When, you, know, you know me in the office setting. I'm grinding. I'm grinding hard, straight to the top. And uh, he goes, can I get your opinion on this? I go, no worries, mate. What's up? He goes, just over here. So I look over at his screen, ready to give my professional opinion, you know, ready to help a friend ready to network, ready to climb to the top, hardcore pornography is playing. Hardcore pornography in the workplace. Full screen. And to me, you know, like I said, my eyes did not linger because it was a very blue video, a very blue video indeed. But at, at, a, at a moment's glance, it did appear to be in 4K. So that's a premium subscription. And he's played this in full screen on his computer monitor, which is pretty big as well. And this is in the workplace. I go to my HR department. I said, I'm getting fucking harassed left and right. The other day, he saw me in a towel and said, mate, why don't you get over here, you sexy little minx? I said, Maka, please, this is a workplace. Okay, this is a fucking workplace, mate. But I go to my HR department. They said they can't do anything because he doesn't, he's not an employee of my company. I said, well, fuck me. Who's policing this shit, you know? We got this absolute, this sick puppy next to me. I'm trying to get these quarterly reports in. And we've got freaking, I don't know, what is it? Bloody jam in a van three. Or something much filthier than that. I don't know what you would call it. The, the bloody bang bus or whatever. He's playing pornography in the workplace. And I won't have it anymore. All right, this guy's just fucking relentless, dude. Relentless. He's, he's fucking, he's, he's always making smoothies as well. Just fucking the blender is going all day. I've never seen a bloke approach health like Macca. Monday to wet, Monday to Thursday, maybe. Just a Zen Buddhist monk. Nothing but green leaves and, and maybe some dessert if he gets a little peckish after dinner. But he's a health guru. And then freaking Friday to Sunday, it's nothing but, uh, you know, fast food and alcohol. And I hate to get that aggressive and that blue about it. But yeah, fast food and alcohol. And uh, yeah, he he is all over the shop, this bloke. And working from home with him has proved to be really difficult. Really difficult. But he does let me use his printer. So I'm willing to let the whole porn thing slide. Thanking you, Macca. So yeah, it's been pretty fucking weird at home. But we just sort of keep pushing through. I don't like working at home, to be honest. I'll be candid. These people who are like set up a fucking bonsai tree in their spare room. And they've got a, you know, a personalized mug of tea. And, you know, there's a... There's a freaking poster on the wall of a rainforest and my happy place or whatever. No. 
None of that for me. I'm old school. I need to be put in a cubicle and I need you to fucking stand over me and say, fuck you, Darcy. We own you till 5 p.m. All right? You get those reports into us or we're going to fucking kidnap your dog. How does that sound? And I'm like, oh, shit, Mr. Thompson. I'm going to get you that report. That's me. All right? Get a gun to my head. Threaten me. That's how you get the best out of Billy D. And I need to be in a fucking office cubicle, you know? Only one photo of a friend or a family member a layout. 30 minutes for lunch. Get back in there. You're worthless. That's the sort of employee I am. You know? I need to be fucking threatened and told what to do at all times. And I need freaking no hope on the walls, okay? I don't want to remember what sunlight looks like. I just want to fucking get in there, you know? But yeah, these people who are freaking on the beach sort of handing in financial reports from fucking Bondi Beach. I don't I honestly don't know how you do it. If I'm at Bondi Beach, I'm at Bondi Beach, okay? I'm not freaking there's no DC Marvel crossover here. I'm not bringing the laptop and doing a few spreadsheets, okay? I'm having a swim and maybe treating myself to a paddle pop after. So fair play to anyone who works from home and is good at it. You know, I just yeah, need to be threatened. I'm old school like that. I've still got the workers' mentality from like the Great Depression. I walk into work every day like like I'm down at the docks and I need this, you know? That's my vibe. But anyway, we'll sort of get into this fucking this wild bushwalk the lads went on. Okay, so on Saturday, a bit of a lockdown sort of ritual, as it were. The boys got their hands on some local hallucinogens through various sources, our neighbor. And here's the deal, dude. Okay, here's the fucking deal. It got pretty weird out there. Okay, now last time we did acid during lockdown, um, we took it at night and we just sort of fucking, you know, were weirdos around the house till like 6 a.m. because it wouldn't wear off. I remember we were up at like 8 a.m. watching The Office, still tripping like, and I just thought, I fucking had enough of this, you know? When does this end? It felt like you're on the, the bus and the, the bus wouldn't let you get off, you know? We didn't realize how long it lasts. So this time, we thought, right, we'll take it at like midday so that way we're done by like midnight and we can fucking return, return to being beautiful young boys, you know? Check out my Irish skin, dude. There's no, there's no doubting I'm one of the world's greatest thoughts. I've got fucking... Girls often tell me my eyes are like little galaxies. So I don't know what that tells you, but it sounds pretty special to me. So so we take it at freaking midday. We go for a bush walk. Okay, this is a bit more wholesome. We're getting our exercise and uh, we head out. We got the AirPods in. You know, me and Adzi have got one AirPod each. So we're cranking some tunes. You know, we've taken the acid. We've got some supplies, mostly, uh, mostly sort of beers and weed, but... We did bring, bring I think, uh, 10 milliliters of water and, uh, and a packet of chips. So, you know, we did take the survival aspect quite seriously. But, so we head off. First half hour, you know, the, you just, you're cruising along and you just think, this thing's, you feel like you can hear someone knocking at the door, but you're not sure if someone's there. And that's a terrible analogy. But anyway, we're on the come up and, bam, we're off to the races Start tripping my goddamn nuts off in the bush. Fucking awesome, dude. Okay? So much fun. 
Last time we did it at night, it was like kind of, it was fun, but nowhere near this fun. I think you're supposed to take this stuff during the day. That seems to be my experience with these hallucinogens. They seem to be way more fun during the day. Okay. So, so like maybe an hour and a half in, we're just tripping our nuts off. Beautiful can of VB down by this, like the, this kind of river, um, you know, just look, I'm seeing like the freaking, all the trees are like changing season. And at one point I'm just seeing these trees like melt in front of me. It was fucking wild. But then, you know, we're in our local area and there's people using the, you know, there's a lot of people bushwalking on a beautiful Saturday. So there's a lot of people around. It was kind of uncomfortable at times, but anyway, so at one point I'm just tripping my nuts off. We run into this bloke. It's my mate's dad. I'm thinking, oh, it's a mate from Cricket's dad. I'm thinking, this is fucking, this is not what we want. I immediately, hey, Bill, how are you, legend? Good to see you. What are you up to? How's the comedy going? And I'm like, watching these trees melt going, please, dear God, tell me he's not real. Because this is just fucking a worst case scenario at this point, a genuine worst case scenario. So I go, hey, how are you, mate? Good to see you. And I'm just so uncomfortable. And then he goes, how's the comedy going? You got any jokes for me? And I go, not right now, dude. Not right now. And I think I think I came off as qu- quite rude. Because I literally just was like, all right, well, I'll see you later. You know what I mean? I wasn't really in the mood to chat, as it were. But that was just, that was just horrifying. And then five minutes later, a girl we know comes around the corner. Hey guys, what are you up to? I'm thinking, babe, we're actually trying to mind our fucking business here. Like, Jesus Christ. It's like as soon as we started tripping, it was a freaking, it was a who's who of who gives a fuck, you know? Like, we just could not stop running into people we knew. It was just horrendous. It was horrendous, dude. We're having freaking, small talk is bad enough sober, I would argue. But now I'm tripping my nuts off. People are asking me, asking me how the fucking house is going. I'm like, Jesus Christ. We need some privacy right now, you know? And we lost Macca early in the day. Macca just put both his AirPods in and turned into Keith Richards for the best part of three hours. I remember the last thing he said, he didn't speak for about three hours, but the last thing he said, he walks under this big cliff and goes, wow, this is so vast. And we were just like, well, that's the end of him. And then he starts fucking, (laughs) he starts playing guitar, like air guitar, and he just screams, I'll show you how a white man plays guitar. Woo! And that was the last we heard of Macca for maybe three and a half hours, I want to say. That was just him. He was just air guitaring and partying for, for the next three hours in his own world. He was having a great time. At one point, pretty embarrassing for me, I was talking to Macca for about 10 minutes before I realized he wasn't answering me. He had his AirPods in. He's like singing along to his song. I thought we were chatting about like the UFC for like 10 minutes. And then like 10 minutes into the conversation, Macca goes, wait, what? What'd you say? And I was like, fuck it. I think we were arguing as well. I was like pissed off. I was like, mate, how could you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> like he wasn't even talking to me. So the boys are absolutely Cody nowhere at this point. I mean, this is like three hours in. I think I might be at this point, like the most fucked up I've ever been. Like, not in like a, like we had like maybe one or two beers, a couple of joints, but just in a way, like I'm just tripping my absolute fucking nuts off, dude. Like, 
it was insane. But then also, like I said, it's a beautiful day. It's a busy path. So, like, at one the probably the point where I'm like the most fucked up I've ever been. There's like freaking a family walks past. There's like a four year old kid walking past me, and I don't know what's going on, dude. I mean, I'm just freaking woof. I'm off to the races. So it's just like it's very bizarre, and we were running into some weird people, dude. Go bushwalking if you haven't been. You'll see some. There's some genuine freaks up to no good in the bush, let me tell you. I swear to God, we haven't had an international traveler for like a year here in Sydney, but it was freaking nothing but Scandinavian tourists. It was like ugly Dutch people. I don't know what was going on down there, dude. We were running into some genuine weirdos. Genuine weirdos. But then um, we, we complete the walk. We got a little bit lost at one point. And we complete the walk, and then now it's just party time. We're just on this, like, kind of rock ledge, overlooking these, like, kind of, uh, I want to say, like, whitewater rapids type situation. Unbelievable. At this point, we're just partying. We've got beers, and we're having a great time. Macca, we've lost him. The first thing he says for three hours is, um, he goes, we're eating a bit of pineapple. And uh, Macca goes, the sensation of this pineapple goes so well with this song. And he's just like foaming at the mouth. And we just thought, fuck me. Take another three hours off, mate. You are absolutely nowhere right now. But I should have said as well, it was me, Adzi, Mitch, and Macca. Uh, Adzi was pretty good throughout the day. I'm trying to think of something absolutely pants he did. At one point, this happened to Adzi, but it happened to all of us. We're on the rock. And Adzi goes, boys, there's ants on us. We, we realize we've been sitting in an ant's nest. We're covered in ants. Then we realize, hang on, the ants aren't real. Then we're not sure if the ants are real or not. Then the ants kind of turn into spiders. We thought we were getting eaten alive by spiders for about 10 minutes there. And uh, that was a dark 10 minutes, I will admit. But we keep on trekking. So now it's like 4, thir- now it's like four o'clock maybe. Time to get out of here. So we, we look at Mitch. You know, whenever you're sort of tripping, there always seems to be one bloke who's doing better than the others. For us, that was Mitch, okay? Um, He had already been for a run that morning, and his cardio, I'll be candid, is quite impressive. So Mitch goes, Mitch is looking at his phone, and he goes, right, I know the way out of here. We got to take this track up this hill. Now, the fact that he's even looking at his phone is impressive to the other three of us, the remaining three. Because I look at my phone, I got words going everywhere, shapes are all over the place. Everything's, you know, darting, you know, jumping around. My Google Maps is act- has activated rave mode. That's what I would say. It's like fucking... It's like a freaking Avicii takeover on my Google Maps. I mean, I can't see a thing. And, you know, I don't know if you know much about maps, but the key to maps is that everything is where it is. And that the parts that are named, are uh, the name corresponds to the correct part. Okay? Which was not the case with my maps. I had all sorts of shapes and all sorts of names all over the place. So Mitch goes, follow, follow me. We follow him. We're off into the hills. We're going up this p- track, beautiful track, and we are motoring. We are just absolutely motoring. We must have covered like 15Ks this afternoon. It was insane. And by that, I mean it was probably closer to seven. But we're motoring along, and we're just going and going and going, and we're just going up this mountain, basically. And... We'd go in there for like half an hour. And after half an hour, I just go, Mitch, what the fuck? 
I go, mate, I'm dead set. I can't go any further. I'm exhausted. And Mitch goes, no, I think it's just a bit further. And we go, all right. So then we go another five, 10 minutes. Now it's like 4.30. It's getting dark. Mitch turns around and goes, boys, I don't know where we are. We're lost. Mitch melts down. Okay. This is our leader. This is the guy we put our faith in. Our leader, Mitch. And, uh, and I go, what do you mean, mate? He goes, boys, I got no idea where we are. We're fucked. And I go, what? And he goes, well, come on. He just starts melting down. He's like, well, we'll have a look at the map. I go, mate, I can't look at the map. I go, fuck your map. Okay. Because I'm still, I can't even decipher what's on that thing. So now we need a leader. We need a hero. We need someone to step up when the chips are down and lead us back to safety. I did a quick scan of the group. Obviously, Mitch is on all fours, melting down. I look at Adzi. He's fucking, he doesn't even know we're lost. He's, he's talking to a tree. Mac is still fucking rocking out. Can't get a word out of him. I said, well, 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 guess it's yours truly. Through a, a guerrilla uprising, you know, uh, sort of some communist tactics used by me, I was able to insert myself as the new dictator of the group. And I led us the fuck out of the bush, okay? First decision. Do you go up the hill, keep going, or do you go back the way you came? I remembered what Nan said to me at the Easter show. If you get lost, either stay put or go to the last place you were with us. I said, well, fuck me, Nan. I'm not staying put because we're in the middle of the bush. We'll go back. Okay. So we went back and then we had to ask some Serbian dude for the way out. And, you know, he was ugly and it was uncomfortable to talk to him. But thank you to my Serbian friend. Then we ran into some Asian guy who was way cooler than the Serbian guy. He was really cool. I think he knew we were fucked up. And he pointed us in the right direction again. And then at about five o'clock, I fucking, bam. Just as the sun's going down, I deliver the lads. I'm not going to say home. We, we made it to a random street. We were still lost. But we were lost now in the concrete jungle, okay? And that's one that's a little easier to deal with. But we needed to get out of there. I call my sister in one of the more embarrassing phone calls uh, you'll ever see. I was like, you got to come get us. We almost died in the bush. <laughs> and she's hanging out with this bloke. My sister's got like this kind of boyfriend who I've not met before. And she's like, oh, I'm with fucking Jake or whatever his name is. We could come pick you up. I was like, oh. I don't know about meeting this bloke for the first time in this state. He'll probably think I'm some sort of a fucking, some sort of a criminal, you know? Some sort of a beta, a beta weirdo, you know? A, a freaking communist soldier, you know? I was all over the shop. So, so we get an Uber. Then the Uber rocks up. We realize we don't have any masks. I had one, but by accident. And uh, so then the Uber's like, we're like, dude, can you just get us out of here, please? And I think you could see the fear in our eyes. And uh, so he goes, fine, get in. He, he's driving us home. Adzi, keep in mind, Adzi's not wearing a mask, which is already illegal. Adzi starts vaping in the Uber. I mean, what the fuck? So we tell it, we're like, mate, seriously, this guy's already doing us a favor. What are you doing? And he's like, shit, sorry, lads. Adzi's so fucked up. A minute later, he starts vaping again. Now he's just taking the fucking piss, mate. Well, I have to literally confiscate the Uber, the vape out of him, away from him, until we're out of the Uber. And he's like, yeah, sorry, boys. I honestly have no idea what's going on. I completely forgot you told me not to vape. 
And we go, Jesus Christ, mate, talk about pushing your luck. But we get home. I deliver the lads home, you know. It was a stirring comeback story. ESPN should do a doco about it, really. About, you know, there was the dark times under Mitch's leadership. Um, and then there was the, the uprising of Darcy. Then we got home. I ordered all the boys Domino's. I couldn't tell what pizzas we were ordering because we were still tripping. But um, seven random pizzas turned up. I ordered too many. They turned up at the front door. An assortment of flavors, which the boys didn't really care for. Unfortunately, Vegerama was in the mix. And I copped quite a severe scolding from Macca for uh, ordering a non-meat-based pizza. But, but I did my best with the, uh, with the tools I had. And uh, yeah. And we sat in the lounge room till about 11.30, just still tripping. It was a fucking long day. But uh, but I tell you what, dude, highly recommend bit of acid in a bushwalk. Couple of things we learned. You should know your way out before you go in. Okay, we didn't, we weren't familiar with the track. Um, maybe take like a paper map or something like that. Just know how to get out. Okay, know how to get out, and maybe take someone who's not on acid. That could be really handy as well. I think. But yeah, great day, great day, and uh, and yeah, nothing but good times. And I look forward to, uh, I think if you do hallucinogens maybe once a quarter, that's about the right amount, you know? No Buffalo Bill shit, you don't want to be fucking, you know, doing this stuff too much. But I think, you know, every three or four months, dip your toe in the water, have a little peek behind the curtain, as they say, see who's who, what's what, you know? And yeah, highly recommend, dude. Highly recommend. All right, dude. So, few trends to take us home here. Okay, first one, trend end. This is a big one. Old people carrying on when they get their Facebook hacked. You know? It's, they act like their actual identity is being stolen. Yeah, but Like, my mum would freak out more if her Facebook got hacked than if, like, there was a genuine crime committed on her street. You know, you get a phone, you get a freaking text from your mum being like, "Do not accept the friend request from me. That is not me. It's an imposter." It's like, all right, all right. They spelled your name with an X. I know. You know, it's obvious. But something about um, old people always take it personally when they get their Facebook hacked as well. They're always like, "Why would this happen to me?" You know, I just don't understand why someone would do this to me. I love the idea that these like some random Russian guy or some like guy in India like actually has it out for fucking Kate Thompson who lives in Sydney, Australia, you know? Yeah, this is a, this was targeted. This was targeted. They, uh, they wanted to get your profile specifically. Like, <laughs> get a fucking grip, dude, you know? And this, it, it's like, it's like old people think like one day they're going to come down from breakfast and like, there's some, there's some fucking 23-year-old Korean guy having dinner with your wife or having breakfast. <laughs> so what happened? He's like, sorry, I'm, I'm Tom Darcy now. <laughs> yep, this is my family, my house. I'm going to your job. Yeah, sorry, mate. You're now, uh, you're now working a sweatshop in Korea. Sorry, bruh. Took your identity. Shouldn't, shouldn't have accepted that friend request from me, hey? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like... You'll be fucking fine, dude. You'll be absolutely fine. I think the thing with getting your Facebook hacked is, um, yeah, everyone thinks it's like against them. 
It's just random. It's completely random. You know what I mean? Dude, I tell you what I saw the other day that was fucking awesome. One of my mates got done by one of those Ray-Ban sunglasses things. Those things are still around. I mean, that is the ultimate hack. That's way better. Dude, that is... I I got done by the Ray-Ban sunglasses thing years ago. And it was embarrassing. I was like 20 or something, 21. I don't know. But it was when I still cared what hot chicks thought of me. You know, like not like way more than I do now. You know, when you're younger, you're just like, you're just more nervous about everything. Like, I swear when you're like 17, if someone, a stranger says hi to you at the shops, you're like, what the fuck? You know? But anyway, I remember it's just posting, this Ray-Ban virus is posting on like all the hottest chicks I know walls being like, these hot, hot prices, 25% off your first pair, 35% off your second. And like, these random hot chicks who like i'm not even really friends with be like what the hell it was so embarrassing it was so embarrassing but i but it's also just the funniest thing ever and i saw a man of i got done with it like recently like last week and you just think fuck dude there's nothing better there's nothing better because that's so obviously a hack how could it be if you were genuinely trying to sell ray-ban sunglasses over the internet imagine you message a mate of yours hey mate i've just come come into uh a case of genuine Ray-Ban sunglasses. I can get you them for 25% off. How does that sound? They just block you immediately. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I've got some of the breast, the the breast, the best quality product for, for the best price and no one will buy it. I'm freaking, I'm cutting the price of these things in half for real Ray-Ban sunglasses and a further 15% off your second pair and no one will buy them. <laughs> I love it, dude. I fucking love it. But yeah, dude, Facebook hacks. Trend end, old people literally thinking they're going to be murdered by a hacker because someone set up a freaking a Tom Darcy profile. Just calm down, dude. It's not a personal attack. It's not a target. Everyone knows you're not actually selling Ray-Bans. All right? But yeah. <laughs> Trend end, dude. Old people, stop fucking freaking out about everything. Just in general. What about trend and old people? Let's just fucking, honestly, if you're 70 or above, hit the bricks, dude. Hit the fucking bricks. 65 plus as well. I'm not happy with you. Under that, you can stay. But, uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> old people love it. But, dude, here's one for you. Trend extend. Trend extend. I want, I want to bring this back. Trend amend. I don't know what this is, but I want to bring a trend back for this one. Okay, so trend extend the blind date. Let's bring it back. Why not? Why the fuck not, dude? Like the blind date. I'd rather you just say to me, hey, Billy, this girl I work with is like pretty hot and pretty cool. I think you'd like her. How'd you like to go on a date with her? I'd rather that over a Tinder date because the Tinder date and the blind date both dates could possibly suck. The difference, the blind date, no admin for me. No administration whatsoever. The Tinder date, I've spent fucking two weeks asking you what your favorite color is. You know, listening to you tell stories about your sister who lives in Brisbane. You know what I mean? Now, two weeks later, that date sucks. We're not going to see each other again. Yet now I've got all this information about you. And we freaking, you know, all the time texting, 
you know, devising my replies. I've got a whiteboard. I've got a system, you know. Whereas the blind date, let's say I go on that date and it sucks as much as the Tinder date. Maybe more. Dude, whatever. Wash your hands of this one. No money, no... Oh, you probably spent a bit of money, but, you know, no time down. You know what I mean? And, you know, Tinder, you put your interests in. Your friend is your Tinder. Your friend knows all your interests and your friend knows the other person's interests. And they say, hey, you guys might like each other. To me, that has just as much chance of working as fucking Hinge or whatever. You know, you're talking to some chick from 100 kilometers away about about Avatar The Last Airbender. What the fuck, dude? Then we get there, you know what I mean? And she's she's asking me about all sorts of stuff. Fuck. I've spent three weeks getting to know you. You know, because that's the other thing. On Tinder, people can just fucking siphon the their, the best parts of themselves via message. You know, you're seeing the hottest pictures. They're telling you the funnest, funniest stories. This blind date, you know, this chick's put no effort in either. There's no pressure. She's put no, she's got no admin either. I, you know, that way when I start, she goes, how's your day? And I'm like, oh, I'm re-watching Dragon Ball Z. She's thinking this guy's a freak, but guess what? No admin for her either. You know, she's not going to see me again. She has wasted none of her time. You know, this is just, it's efficient. It's wheels moving, cogs turning. Do, you know, do I like you? I don't. That's okay. We gave it a crack. You know, bring back the blind date. I'm telling you. And it's just like, it's, it's a time saver. It's quicker. And it's more exciting as well. You know, if freaking, if going on a Tinder date is jumping in the pool, a blind date is jumping in that pool, but from the balcony. All right. You know, and it's high risk, high reward. But dude, yeah. And you know what? Before the blind date, maybe I fucking stalk you on Instagram for two seconds, but that's it, okay? And that's on the, on the, you know, that's at a red light as I'm driving to the date, you know? It's illegal, but you know, that's how strapped for time I am. Just, just at a red light. Have a quick squeeze of your profile. That's it, you know? Bring back the blind date, I'm telling you. This will be great. Everyone will have so much more time for activities and, you know, jet skiing and sewing because you'll be wasting less time asking fucking random random people on tinder if they fucking had a good weekend you know what i mean everyone on tinder had a great weekend we don't have to ask that anymore i'm not even on tinder but i assume that's what people are doing but you know what dude i don't have to be on tinder because the blind date is back set me up with a fucking a tree two suburbs away i'm there okay no admin give me an address and a time and an assurance that she's pretty fucking hot, okay? That's it. The blind date is back. I think this is very exciting. All right, last thing, dude. And this is a big one. Uh, trend end. Freaking hot people repping vitamins. Like, like it's the vitamins that are responsible for how good they look. You know, hot people telling, telling us sixes to fucking, that vitamin C is going to fix everything. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You know, you got like some ripped Brazilian guy. He's got like 0.1% body fat. And he's like, I never leave the house without my vitamin B. The secret to success. It's like, really? It's the vitamin B, is it? That's doing all that. The vitamin B is responsible for that eight pack. You know? Tell me how to get fucking shredded, dude. I don't, I don't give a fuck about my 
my adrenal glands or whatever this helps, you know? Oh, you know, right before a workout, I fucking, you know, wouldn't be, wouldn't be myself without my friggin' vitamin D multi-tab. It's like, dude, no one is believing this shit, either that you take this stuff or that it fucking works. You know what I mean? I'd much rather you just do an ad for the steroids that you're clearly taking. You know what I mean? What's the secret to that fucking unreal physique? Give me a ticket to the dance, brother. I don't, I don't give a fuck about your, your green smoothie in the morning. Tell me how to get jacked, dude. You know what I mean? Goes both ways for chicks, you know, I, I would assume. I don't know what chicks want. Good skin. Well, I guess they already rep the skin stuff. Alright, so this is just for blokes. These fucking ripped blokes and their goddamn vitamins. Shut the fuck up about the vitamin C, dude. Alright? Either tell us how to get jacked or or move on. That's it. You know? Anytime a ripped guy is promoting something, if it's not a shortcut to getting ripped, here's one on behalf of the rest of the world. Don't give a fuck. Okay? Unless your video is titled... Here's a, here's a shortcut to getting ripped. We don't care. All right? We don't care. So stop stop repping the fucking... The special runners and the vitamins and the hair gel and the special Adidas t-shirt that with the cotton that breathes. Either tell me about a magic pill that's going to give me fucking arms of steel or keep fucking moving, dude. That's the goss. All right, trend end, dude. These ripped guys repping all this freaking, this non-consequential health stuff, you know, as if a fucking new t-shirt and a vitamin C tablet's going to help anyone, you know what I mean? So yeah, trend end, dude, and that is the podcast for this week. And by that, I mean, that's not the podcast for this week. I apologize. I could not be more wrong. The podcast continues. Now we've got a guest episode with Rowan Arneal, Sydney comedian. He's phenomenal. I think I'm going to start having some guests on, um, but I'll still keep doing the solo pod as well, uh, just because I enjoy it. And also, you know, just, you know, so if you enjoy the solo pod, that's there too. I think people know this is a solo podcast. I enjoy doing the solo podcast. Um, It's good for my... um, you know, you can put a clip up on TikTok or whatever, which I think is harder to do with um, uh, two people podcasts or guest podcasts. Also, I didn't film this episode with Rowan. I just honestly couldn't be fucked. And I didn't want to be worrying about the camera while I'm trying to talk to him. You know what I mean? It just seemed like too much to handle for me anyway. Um, so I hope you enjoy it and if you have anyone you want me to get on the podcast or if you like the guest episode, shoot me a message and uh, they'll keep coming, dude. But otherwise, yeah, watch watch my latest uh, stand-up video about killer whales and, uh, and tell your friends and enjoy uh, enjoy this, this guest episode. We're back with guests. I can't believe it. I can't fucking believe it, dude. Hey? All right, here it comes. Well, it seems more normal just to start talking. I don't like how podcasts do that. I need like a formal start. Okay. Okay, so welcome back to Get Around Me. 
featuring Billy Darcy, thanking you. What a time it is to be alive. And I've got a guest, dude. Why not? I bought two microphones. I spent most of my money on them. So here he is. It's stand-up comedian Rowan Arneal. <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> you introduced me like there's supposed to be like a round of applause of a crowd. I'm always, I'm always on stage, mate. There we go. All the world's a stage, as Russell Crowe said. But anyway, uh, Rowan is a stand-up comedian. He opens for me a fair bit and he's very good and he's a good bloke. We have kind of a weird dynamic and this is a risk, to be honest. First guest back to have Rowan on, you know, smart money was just call Frenchie. <laughs> you know, everyone loves that guy. I'm probably close enough with him now where he would actually fucking do it. And, you know, that was the easy option. And I said, I said, let me take a risk because I haven't had a guest in about 120 episodes. Yeah, I think you've got to kind of figure out how to set up all this stuff before you start inviting Frenchie because I'm just a hungover person that lives 17 minutes away. So it's not really a risk at all. You sent one message. You're, you're an elite stand-up comedian, <laughs> Rowan, and it's great to have you. But yes, I'm quite nervous about using this. I've uh, got a Zoom recorder here and a couple of microphones. And Don't forget it, the mattress on its side. Yeah, we're in the, we're in the spare room of the lad pad, uh, the studio, some people call it. This is where uh, I write my comedy, Maka does some painting in here, and Adam mostly jacks off. So each, each person gets something different out of the room, and it's good to be here. But yeah, I haven't had a guest. I think Pat Doherty, the snake, the enemy of the pod, was the last guest, and we got pretty hammered. We only had one microphone. It's pretty, I would describe it as unlistenable, <laughs> and uh, it's, it scared me off having a guest for the was next... Was it uploaded? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People got to hear it. People got to hear it. People had to hear it. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah, it was It was not good. It was like, you know when two people are laughing a lot in a group scenario, but it's like only personal jokes that they mm. understand? Mm. That was the podcast I did with Pat. Mm. And, and then for some reason on Spotify and iTunes like only a hundred episodes of mine will be up at a time. So when I upload episode 138, it like deletes episode 38. It's so a, It's a good system, surely. <laughs> yeah, that's how that should work. I'm not sure. I wrote an email to Libsyn support. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly don't know if they got back to me or not. You're such a loser. <laughs> Please, sir, my podcast. <laughs> it's like, it's fucking hell, man. In this little room that you cry in. Just like, please. Also, I don't think I don't know if I have those episodes on my computer as well. So <laughs> they may have vanished forever. All those good takes, Billy. I know. <laughs> Billy's. T I see on Facebook Billy's take on SNL actor Shane Gillis getting fired. I'm like, what the fuck, Billy? What are you doing up there, mate? <laughs> Bit dry this week. <laughs> you can always tell when I've had a quiet weekend because I'll I'll start weighing in on something I know nothing about. <laughs> Why would Billy Darcy need to weigh in on anything? There's like seven things I trust your opinion on. 
Yeah, oh, all d- alcohol related things as well. Yeah, dude. If you ever hear me talking about uh, Labor winning a state election, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. You know, you know that uh, I was sick over the weekend and I didn't get out much. Yeah. Like, Billy gets a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, talking about the Greens in the water catchment of Murray Darling. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. If I get a girlfriend, it will be the death of my podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Because. It's built on yarns and maybe 50% of those yarns are just me striking out with birds. Because mm. I think there's something like uh, like voyeuristic about hearing about someone strike out. Mm. It's like uh, I heard um, <laughs> that great Dave Chappelle bit where he's like, when you go watch those tigers in Las Vegas with the guys, you're pretty much going in case the tigers turn yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to see someone be safe with tigers. If you... Become incredibly successful or get a cool girlfriend. I probably won't hang out with you because it's just like I don't need the successful Billy in my life. What I like? I like a beaten down Billy. Yeah, a, a hungover Billy and me get along much better than a spring in his step, four beers down. Yeah, and moving your fucking little mouth. Just oh, you and me. I would describe it as a friendship. Yeah, we've got there. But it's on the it's on the spectrum of friendship. Mm. We're enemies for a bit, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. How would you describe our relationship? Because when you first started stand up, I felt like I was one of your first friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then we just both of us are kind of mean spirited dickheads, I guess. In the I'm definitely more f- like jolly than you are. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get away with it better for sure. I need to watch it a bit more. But you, you particularly to me. Uh, an aggravator. That. Well, I'm more likable than you are, and I think it. I think it burns you up inside. Oh, here we go. He just, think, no one says the word likable more than Billy Darcy. Well, I tell you what, bookers say it to me pretty fucking frequently. <laughs> so, the young Nick Cody himself, mate. <laughs> yep, I'm just. That's why I'm working on the dad bod. Yeah, dad bod. Just dude, if I could have anyone's career in Australian comedy, it would probably be Nick Cody's. Mm, yeah, I just, respect that man so much. <laughs> just, just a fucking road dog and a pisshead, and then, and then he he had a kid. He said he said no to radio and TV for years, stand up only, and then he had a kid, and he said, okay, I will now take my three hundred fifty thousand dollars allotted to me each year yeah, to yeah. talk to Brendan Favola for two hours each morning. So easy, so fucking easy. And you just know his kids go to private school, dude. Yeah, yeah. No strata office for yeah Nick Cody. That's nice. He's selling out the tours. He's, he's got a podcast with Luke Heggie. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, is... I shouldn't have brought him up. You're too much of a fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> to, to, to hang out with Luke Heggie in a social situation where it's, where it's not forced because he's headlining. <laughs> yeah. That's my dream. Yeah, no disrespect there. No disrespect at all. But, but yeah, so we start off as great mates, I would have said. And then I reckon you went a bit ulti for me. No, you just yell at me. You get drunk and yell at me and say that I'm an ulti. <laughs> you went a bit ulti. How was I ulti? Um, you would talk about topics that I had not approved on stage. Mm. I would talk about topics that you didn't know about, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. and that upset you and confused you. Uh, also, you cut off all your long hair at the time. Oh, and true. And you, you shaved your head. You started to get a little bit underground with the whole thing. <laughs> not vanilla enough for Billy Darcy. Yeah, you, you went away from lads, 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 which mm. is where I live. Yeah, you live in the lad pad. I live in the lad pad. It's a pad for lads. Yeah, I am a bit anti-lads probably. That's probably where it comes from. I probably yep. shit on the lads too much. And I think it took me a while to come around on that. Yeah, you're a big like 
shuttle bus full of guys yelling. That's yeah. your dream. My spirit animal would be 12 blokes on a minibus. Yeah, 12 blokes on a minibus, winery tour, something... No, just go to Newcastle to get just, fucked. Just go to Newcastle. It's going to turn into winery too. It's going to turn into something much lamer. Maybe someone throws hands at 1.30 in the morning. Everyone bails, goes back to the hotel. Classic losers, Billy. Classic losers. Yeah, I'd, I would describe myself as kind of like... I always say I'm like a, like an anxious lad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got too much anxiety to be a full-on... Yeah, you can't. But that's like... I, I like it. I like the good mix I have because I've got enough anxiety to the point where I'm like, let's fucking absolutely go for it, but I'm not going to jump off the roof onto a table head first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll fucking film it. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll I'll maybe help you after. Mm. But, but yeah, that's as far as I'll go. But no one wants to be that guy. Or some guys yeah, want to be that guy. Yeah, some guys really do. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you've got to leap off a fence into a pool and hurt yourself and have to go to hospital. I think that's what you do when you don't know what to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that my anxiety doesn't come out with me being like, I'm going to headbutt the wall. Everyone watch me headbutt the wall. Yeah, I used to do... I used to be a bit like that. I used to be like... I remember one time... um, (coughs) Sorry, I'm quite ill. I remember one time I was at a house party... And one of the lads was taking a piss in the bushes mm. and I ran up behind him and like two foot fly kicked him into the, into the bushes. Yeah. But then he hit his head on a rock and like cut his head open. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his little brother, I, I say little brother in, in, in quotation marks because he's about six foot five. Mm. He wanted to fight me and I couldn't even wrap my head around why. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have a long look in the mirror. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I've had those moments where I'm like, oh, I think I might just be an dickhead yeah. <laughs> yeah like i like he was like let's fucking go and i was like geez dude what's your problem it's just a bit of banter like yeah, yeah. i just fly kicked you in the <laughs> face what's the big deal well, i fly kicked his brother yeah yeah so there are moments where you just look back and think yeah i probably shouldn't have done that mm. but at the same time you know time is linear bro so yeah. fucking get on move on get on move on sometimes you just Get drunk, say some really mean things to someone that you think is going to be funny. They take it really personally and you just have to leave. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, Alan Rutledge, a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. I was at uh, our mate George's birthday one year. And I was just zigging and zagging, having a great time, I thought. Yeah. And I was actually, um, it was during my famous 11-day no-drinking stint of 2019. Nice. Uh, still one of the darkest fortnights of my life, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I remember um, Alan Rutledge was like, Jesus Christ, mate, you're a bit full on when you're pissed. And I was sober. And I just <laughs> thought, oh, I think I'm a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually need to drink um, and like, yeah, be somewhat intoxicated. Otherwise, I get too full of myself. Like, I don't have anxiety and I'm just coming, going through life being like, and you fucking... <laughs> like, bringing up shit people did 10 years ago. Yeah. And shoving it in their face. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't hide it when I dislike people as well. Yeah, yeah. We're both super transparent. Uh, I can hide it better when I'm sober, but when I'm drunk, I can't hide it. And then I also like, in, like I enjoy telling them. Yeah. You indulge. Yeah. Like I'll be like, Oh, here he is. Tomo. I just go, mate, honestly, two years I've known you, mate. And I fucking hated you every day of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close to being witty. Not even <laughs> close. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I don't know. I, it just comes out, but I'm way better now. I reckon I was a, I reckon I was a genuine piece of shit from like 22 to 24. 
Mm. Just because, like, I reckon that's when you think you're the man. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then you're like working in a Westfield car park at 25, and you're like, maybe I'm not the man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just digging a trench, being like, maybe I'm a loser. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, true, true, true. That would make sense as to why everyone's treating me like I'm one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are concerned and touching my knee at Christmas and asking me how things are going. Yeah. Like, maybe I'm not the man. Dude, the good thing about me was... Because, like, on paper, I've never really done anything. Mm. Uh, I got my first full-time job at 25. It's a little late to the party, some would say. Um, but because I went to uni, old people love it when you go to uni. Yeah, Like, yeah. your uncles, your aunties, your, your grandparents. What's Billy up to? Oh, he's studying. He's studying. They don't even care what you fucking do it. Meteor arts. Meteor he's arts. He's making meteor art. Yeah. He's going to buy a podcast recorder in... Three years, maybe. He's working up to it. He's working up to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saving up. I'm saving my pennies. I had a great plan. I had a great podcast plan. And then one of them one of them moved to um, Newcastle and the other one tried to kill himself. So the base is going to regroup, Billy. Okay, see, I think a, a podcast works. They're supposed to do that just as you become successful. Yeah, yeah. Once you get all the listeners, that's when you're supposed to fall out. Yeah, yeah. And one guy can top himself if, he, if he's you know, got a free schedule, but... You got before the podcast even starts. It was I mean, pretty that's, rude. And look, I hadn't told diva. him about the podcast, so I oh, didn't even know he was he, on the podcast. He, he, he was he was going to be a great. He was going to be a great third mic, right? He was going to be a great third mic, and then selfishly, very self selfishly, got himself institutionalized. Do you think? Um, do you think if you told him about the podcast, he maybe wouldn't have tried to kill himself? He would have given him hope for sure, yeah. knowing that I was thinking about him, even though I hadn't messaged him in probably two months. Yeah, wow. Like, yeah, that could... Or maybe just... Yeah, if I just l let him know about the podcast. I've never had anyone ask me to do a podcast with them and have it make me feel good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the thing is, mate, people you want to do a podcast with, they don't want to do one with you. They don't. They really don't. They're like... It's like, it's like, it's like girls. That's really what it is. It's like... The ones you don't like are like, I'll do, I'll do everything. I'll, I'll do all the editing, all the production. All you mm. have to do is turn up. And it's like, it's like, Kate, seriously, fuck off. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I'm like DMing like freaking, I don't know, Daniel Sloss on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, would you like to do a Zoom podcast with me? <laughs> this, oh my, did you do that? No, oh, no. Oh no. my God. There is nothing more disgusting no. than a comedian's messages. Like I would throw my phone into a pool if someone tried to look at my messages. Me just being like, please, please, let me do your little show. Please, excuse me, are you there? Are you there? The, the brutal emails, cheers in advance. Like, Dude, I want to fucking kill myself. Um, yeah, it's so funny. Um, I'm just trying to book some interstate stuff now. And you just think you're like, you're, you're the man because, I don't know, I've got a huge ego. Yeah. And like poor mental health. Yeah. And so I think I'm just fucking the man. And then you like email these bookers and they're like, oh, I've never heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said you. No one's ever said they didn't like you or that they liked you or that you're just kind of a nothing blimp. Yeah. But then, and then it's like, okay, I can handle that. But then you look at the lineups of the place you try to get booked at. And you're like, yeah. this is... This is hurtful. Yeah, Brisbane. Why won't you have me? <laughs> Brisbane's the only place that will so far. Yeah. Thank God. I love Brisbane. I think Brisbane, there might be more chicks in Brisbane that want to fuck me than any other city in Australia, including Sydney. Oh, definitely. Definitely Sydney. You, you're counted out. You're done. 
I do better in the city. My problem is I go out in Manly and it's all like everyone's good looking and um like like just cool. You try and talk to a woman in Manly and it's like you're doing a presentation to her. You're like, could you like ask me a question after forty five minutes? Why I'm like doing like I'm doing like a three part play because <laughs> some woman hasn't been taught that her voice is like should be heard sometimes. Dude, chicks in Manly are. Uh, if you're not familiar with Manly, it's it's like a beachside strip of pubs and clubs. I go there every weekend. Um, and my stats on paper are not good down there. It's tough work. It's tough sledding. The chicks are hot and they know it. And they've also and I'm been not, taught... And I know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've been taught that that's very important as well. They don't like... It's just like... Well, it's Bondi is even worse. I, I didn't realize how much people respected me in Manly until I went to Bondi. And everyone's like sunglasses matches their like whole like uniform and stuff. And I'm wearing a removalist t-shirt with stains <laughs> on it. And I'm like, fuck. They, and it's not even like they look at you like you should disappear. It's like, ugh. Like, it's just like, it's you know what it is? so disheartening. Chicks in Manly look down on you because they're hotter than you. Chicks in Bondi look down on you because they're hotter than you and they're richer than you. Yeah, yeah. It's like a class thing in Bondi. And then you go into the city and like some chick with a fringe, you're like, hey, how are you? She's like, not too bad. What are you up to tonight? And you just like immediate erection. Yeah. You're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and like, hey, how are you? And you're like, good. And they're like, I have borderline personality disorder. And you're like, all right, all right, next yeah, one. That's the thing. Yeah. She's like, she's like really friendly. And then on the second date, you meet like one of her other personalities. <laughs> Oh god! And she's like changed her pronouns by the third date. You're like, fuck, but I'm in love with you. What do I do? <laughs> you've already met my mum and now you've changed your pronouns. I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, dude. Anywhere but, yeah, anywhere but Sydney, people well, respect us more. Because also the people in Manly, like, like somewhere, somewhere else will be like, oh, like cool, like kind of beachside guys Betty Manly they know the cool beachside guys so they look at us and they're like oh mate yeah degrade also I just think just at the crux of it blokes in Manly are better looking than they are in the city yeah like like in the city you have like like 22 year old guys are either from out west and they're like criminals well, it's like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah, two million people, criminals. I'm sorry, did I stutter? <laughs> okay, okay. Or like they're like 32 like cokeheads. Yeah. If you can just jump in the middle somewhere and just not be like a one out of 10 and have like decent chat. Yeah, if you can not be a bartender that's 37, then you're already, yeah. you're on your way. And also, yeah, it's just more of the vibe. Like the rock, like no, no girls in Manly are wearing Converse. And they also would probably have never watched stand-up comedy or nor will ever enjoy it. And, you know, I can't speak for anyone else on this podcast, but I need girls to have a bit of context on <laughs> Billy D. Because on, on paper, just as a person, um, you know, physically and inside, you know, there's something there for sure. But if you already like my comedy, it's, it's ideal. Well, yeah, obviously, that's the whole reason you do this. But I still tell girls I'm a strata manager when I go out. Yeah, of course. Because it's like, if you tell them you're a comedian and you're not like famous, it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. When, if you say I'm a comedian and then like it comes up later, you have an office job as well. Oh. It's like you lied to them, even though like I didn't really. Yeah, so yeah. So I just say I'm a strata manager. 
It is cooler for sure. And I'm not even a strata manager. I'm an admin assistant. Like, Are you an admin assistant? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's such a bad job. Oh, it's so chill though, I imagine. Uh, yeah, sort of. It's been kind of up and down. Um, I don't want to talk shit about my job on the podcast because heaps of people at work listen to it. Or well, not heaps, but one, one, person. one person. And she has loose lips, bro. <laughs> Big mouth Brenda will not be listening. Yeah. I actually, um, I'll say this. When I started at this job, um, obviously the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to you when you start a new office job is people find out you do stand-up comedy. Mm, yeah. Um, which happened immediately. But no one knew I had a podcast somehow, mm. even though I post about it incessantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no one listened to my podcast. But then another lady in the office had a podcast. <laughs> and it was like... And she's since been fired, so I feel comfortable talking about this. But it was like the laughing stock of the office. They were like, "Oh, it's terrible! I like, can't even get through it." She would do, um, she would do like, uh, like, he- like one episode would be health, the next episode would be sex, and oh, uh, this sort of yeah. stuff. And she was, um, she was neither healthy nor sexy, my friend. So <laughs> she was yeah. uh, extending herself, but but everyone was kind of laughing at her about this podcast. And I'll be like, yeah, podcasts are so lame. <laughs> oh my God, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Everyone is going out of their way to listen to this. Oh. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'll corner someone at work if they start like talking too loudly about stand-up. I'll be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. These, no, you, you know, these people do not know. Yeah. You shut the fuck up. It's so embarrassing. I was just... Oh but, mate, do you write? Do you, do you write about me, mate? Do you do you talk about me on yeah. stage? And you're like, no, mate, <laughs> yeah. I do not care for you in any way. You're not a part of my life at all. I would never think of you or speak about you outside of work. Why you think I'd want to get up on a stage and be like this fucking kind of racist guy from work? It's like fucking who gives a shit, mate? Yeah, dude. I could care less about you. Yeah, I reckon the podcast is borderline more embarrassing than the stand-up. Because everyone from my office came to see my... Not everyone, but like most of them came to my show at Sydney. Yeah. Like 10 of them did. And, you know, I've got everyone from like 20-year-old hot chicks to like 70-year-old women Mm. and everything in between. And I didn't really care because like I'm good enough at stand-up now that either they're either going to like it or if they don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like then yeah, I can yeah. just be like, oh, it's not for you. Yeah, But it's, yeah, yeah. it's for these other 140 yeah, people. Yeah, like, yeah. There's people in the room. There's no one in the room with them laughing when they're listening to the podcast. Yeah, and like... And the other thing is like, when, you like, when you're like two, three years into stand-up and people come and they're like, I didn't like it, you think, that's because it's awful and no one <laughs> likes it and I should quit and I should yeah. kill myself because Rowan hasn't invited me to do a podcast yet. <laughs> Whereas now I have like... Um, what's that... What's that Latin phrase? Self-confidence? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Put a, put a bit of that in your fucking wheat picks in the morning, dude. Yeah, if you could just manage to level out your self-confidence, <laughs> your life would turn around. It's what? such highs of yeah. absolute narcissism. Everyone knows Billy D. Yep. Everyone's talking about the big man. I've never referred to myself <laughs> as the big man. And a lo- a loser I that, that lives in a share house in Forestville. <laughs> well, that's the thing. People think when I say, oh, um, <laughs> I'm hanging out at the lad pad. They think I'm being ironic because only like, only like a fucking idiot would refer to their <laughs> house as the lad pad. Yeah. And I have to remind them. I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I think there's been some confusion. I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I told my roommate, I'm off to the lad pad. And yeah, he obviously thought I was being ironic. 
Yeah. I was like, that's hilarious. Who would ever call them their house the lad pad? Well, we used to hang out with a fairly prominent group of lesbians um, during the pandemic. And we were, I was saying... That's a cool look for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it got, did a, a lot to get the old, uh, you know, sort of get us a bit more a bit more of a progressive reputation. Yeah, that's nice. Even though Macca did try to fuck almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That man is such a scoundrel out there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking backer. Dude, so... Uh, but I was saying, Ladpad would be a pretty good name for a lesbian bar. Ah, uh, why? Like, I feel like... Um, do lesbians that- sometimes call themselves lads? <laughs> no, <laughs> I read this by a couple of them, and they were they were not not on board. You know what I mean? They were, they were not not on board. So like that, they were they were like yeah. They listened to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you felt heard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll do that. They'll do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of them, there was an incident which I've covered on the podcast before, but um, one of them like full on tried to scrap one of my mates over like a game of pool. Oh, that's sick. And she was like, uh, like she was not joking. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird when a, when a chick squares up because it's like, what, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You laugh. Well, it, no, like this chick was not, she wasn't <laughs> laughing. And if she, like, she was going to like swing <laughs> and, and she pushed him and was like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? What did, did and, he beat her in pool? No, it was like, they got mixed up on whose shot it was. It was like 3 a.m. Oh, okay. and, and, and and he was like, look, just fucking chill out, you freaking weirdo. And she pushes him and goes, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Oh. And it was like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love when, when it's not two just two white dudes squaring up. Everyone just kind of like laughs. They're just like, oh, this is a weird little scenario. I came out of a concert once. Um like just a Xavier Rudd concert, white guys with dreadies, a hundred on um George Street there. Yep, and two groups of Koreans were fighting. Koreans, yeah, and they're in bit of Tokyo Drift, bit of, not <laughs> <laughs> Japan, but anyway, <laughs> they're in different coloured tracksuits as well. And normally, if there'd be two guys fighting, everyone would um. Gather around? Yeah, gather around, try and make them stop, get a bit amped up maybe. But everyone was just laughing. Everyone just thought it was so silly. (laughs) What's that about? Is that a Korean culture thing? I don't know. I think it's just a bit of racism. It'll just be like, oh, look at these silly fellas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I I reckon I I just had a little racist moment in my head there because when I imagine two Korean guys fighting... You know, in the street, you'd imagine two guys tussling, but I imagined like a pretty serious like martial arts war. Mm, yeah, there was like a, it was. It there was, was a big glass bottle that came down, and everyone still just like, Whoo! "Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah." These guys were fucking hardcore, dude. Fuck yeah! I was I was picturing like a striking clinic. No, no, no. <laughs> They're going for it. That's okay. That's okay. Cool. So cool, where's, cool. The, where's the lesbian group gone in your life? You still hanging out with them? No, no. What happened with them? Are they still cool? It just got like a bit much. <laughs> the boys couldn't handle it It's too much masculine energy yeah, in, the, in the fucking yeah. house You know <laughs> Nah but they're still cool We see them out and about sometimes And uh, I think they got sick of us More than we got sick of them to Yeah be that's probably Like yeah. we're like Not that pal- palatable And also like For the people at home Like your vernacular And the way you talk All of your friends Talk the same way as well So it's like Six Billy Darcy's Yeah Being like Up boys let's go Like how are we doing Yep 
it's on. There's co- there's about seven people saying it's on at the same time. And you're like, fucking, what's going on here? I thought it was just Billy. I thought he invented this thing. But apparently it's all of them. No, yeah. Someone met Macca the other night, a, a friend of mine, and she was like, it's like talking to you. <laughs> and it's freaking me out. Yeah, it is weird for sure. But well, that's okay. <laughs> Best friends. All good. Is that cool or not cool? Are you supposed to have friends that sort of challenge your views a bit more? Um, I don't know. I don't. I like people that are incredibly similar to me. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't really have many views anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty f- I'm pretty fickle. I'm a blank page. <laughs> yeah, like, move if, with the wind. If someone was like, entered my friend group and was like, uh, I don't know, like I've got these staunch political views. I'd be like, okay. You know, like you, that's fine for you, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything to. Uh, yeah, you'd sort have of to. Thi- you'd with. have to think about things outside of yourself. Well, sometimes I can't tell if I just have a huge ego and I'm just lazy and I just don't read enough. Mm. But honestly, just don't value my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, Is that's that, probably right. Yeah, I honestly don't, like sometimes people will be talking about something and I'll chime in and then I'll just think I haven't read about this. Mm. This is what I heard on Joe Rogan three weeks ago. I don't feel passionate about it, and I'm probably wrong. Mm. I just yeah. think, who gives a fuck what Billy Darcy has <laughs> yeah. to say about like about like solar panels? <laughs> yeah. You just see Billy just walking into a pool at a house party with his pockets full of stones, being like, "What? What's Billy doing?" He's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, he tried to weigh in on the climate change debate. Now he's killing himself." <laughs> <laughs> but like but talking but, about co2 <laughs> but my thing is i'll get heaps passionate about stuff that like is so stupid yeah yeah. like um adzi has started wearing slippers during winter yeah and i know for a fact he's got a fantastic pair of ugg boots in his cupboard from, really? the, from the blue mountains from the ugg store in the blue really mountains. and now he's wearing these fucking these shit slippers like something an old man would wear in, like yeah. i have old man slippers i hate it i'm an ugg boots man till i die and that shit pisses me off dude and i'll, mm. I'll I'll fire up about that. But if you're like, oh, what about the future of like the economy? Mm. I'm not saying it's not important. Mm. I'm just saying I'm not the man to come to. Yeah. And that's why on this podcast, we famously don't tackle the issues. Yeah, exactly. I steer clear. Talking about factory farming. And it's like, (laughs) I would prefer to talk about the ratio of tobacco to weed in a chop bowl for 80 minutes. Wow. Like that's like, that's, that's fine with me. Sorry, Rowan. That's a bit blue for this pod. Tackle the small things. (laughs) Jesus. Narcotic talk. I tell you what. Narcotic talk. (laughs) Obviously not. (laughs) Do you want, do you want this piece of shit? My first guest did 120 episodes and he asked me, does your pod have like an intro music that you play? (laughs) And I was like, why would I listen? You know me, you know how much I would hate your voice in my car. (laughs) But I was like, it's just you talking. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? Do you understand the relationship that we have? Look, look, this podcast is pretty relentless if you don't enjoy my personal company, but... I enjoy your company. I just need to be able to fight back. Yeah. I, I can't be a Billy Darcy fan. Yeah. Because we're friends. Yeah. Like, does Macca listen to the pod? Yeah, religiously. Yeah, well, I guess... That's only because he wants to hear him get mentioned in it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but... I, th- I did have a few things I thought we should talk about, but we're sort of skating by on mm. charisma and charm so far. Mm. Should we do the Joe Rogan thing? Just like, man, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, my, I, my friend said something really, really fascinating to me the other day. He said, um, he said, you should eat your five fruits and vegetables. And I was like, wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's the most basic fact in like human history. And be like, whoa, man. <laughs> Imagine if it, dude, I was watching the one with Wiz Khalifa the other day, and for like forty minutes, they're just talking about weed. And I was like, Imagine if me and my friend sat down, smoked weed, and just talked about like and like the health benefits, man, and dude. like what CBD does to the molecules in your back, and yeah. like, who fucking gives a shit? This is the most boring conversation I've ever listened to in my life. I know, I know. <laughs> dude. I tell you what happened on the on the back patio one night. It was so funny. So, um, Danny, my ex-roommate, current cousin, current current good friend, uh, he's moved out, but he used to just be such a victim when we'd smoke on the back patio. Like, he just, he would come out with some absolute garbage. And it was, mate, one of the worst he had was, he goes, we're all pretty high on the back patio, having a laugh. You know, is that such a fucking crime? But... <laughs> Anyway, so Danny goes, dude, guys, we should do a podcast. <laughs> it gets way worse. He goes, he goes, seriously, like us just just chatting away. We set up cameras and microphones and we'll just, just chat shit for like two, three hours. Like just banter. And I go, I go, I think that's been done, Danny. And he goes, no, but here's the thing. We'll all be super high like we are now. We're just like microphones, everyone's smoking weed, just chatting, talking shit, talking about whatever. Yeah, man. And I go, we should put no effort in. Yeah, and we I should go, put no effort in. I go, you have just pitched me the Joe Rogan experience, <laughs> the number one podcast on the planet, and you've just pitched it to me as if it was your idea. <laughs> I've got this really good idea, man. Five white guys in a room, hi. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, there's about 20,000 people saying the exact same thing as you right now. (laughs) That's why I like to talk about stuff that's so specific to me and just talking about my weekend because like, I just, like the news, someone will have a better and funnier take who's actually into that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I should look up your your SNL firing take after this. (laughs) A hot take when nothing happened on the weekend. (laughs) That never happened. Well, that's why I really don't care that these episodes keep getting deleted off iTunes and Spotify. Because I'm so embarrassed for like the first 50 episodes anyway. Mm, yeah. So people are like, what it was up to... I remember this one guy messaged me when it was like the first 10 episodes had been deleted. He's like, where can I access episodes 1 to 10? And I was like, you mean you can't? This is, <laughs> this is a dream come true. <laughs> I, I was going to delete them, but I didn't know how. <laughs> I was like, these are horrendous. <laughs> Dude, my first episode, I swear to God, I plugged in the mic and had audacity. I didn't know you had to select the microphone in Audacity. So it just recorded through my laptop microphone. Billy, why would you? That would require effort and... Re- like You I said... Don't, yeah, I don't know. Did you... For setting up this Zoom, did you watch the full YouTube video? How much did you watch before you were like, all right, I that's watched, enough? I watched four minutes of two separate videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm, I would have been a better stand-up comedian in the 80s when you could just be a functioning alcoholic and outside of the hour on stage, you have literally no responsibilities. It's crazy how much fun that would have been. Oh so my easy. God. So and everyone's doing blow. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be... I, I talk about this all the time with my roommate. Like, to be... there's like It's just such a... The 80s for us, mediocre white guys, is like just such a good time. You'd, everything just... Just straight through life. Straight, you would not be ever working... Even at a Strata office. Like, I'd be on like 100k a year. Yeah, yeah. Just off stand-up. And if not, some one of your mate's dads would get you a job in the city. Yeah. You'd be fine. Even just like the 90s when you just literally went on the footy show once. Mm. And if you were 
to that particular crowd's palate, you can now sell out 3,000 seat theaters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just introduced 100,000 people to seeing stand-up for the first time. <laughs> You're like, all right. Dude, I think of... Um, like, that's how Carl Barron and, like, Arn Doe and that got famous. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Arn Doe made a whole career off that one bit where he go, he smells his finger and he goes, what's that? It's, uh, it's John Hoppawati doing a tackle count, <sighs> which is hilarious. Yeah, that is funny. But I would argue not good enough to build a 25-year show business career on, which yeah, is well, exactly what happened. I think it's nice that Australia at this point has just been like, yeah, Arn, keep painting. Keep painting. Oh, don't pick up the mic. Don't I do love that. him. Don't do that. Don't do that. Keep painting. Yeah. Keep painting. Dude, don't he, need to get on a stage. Dude, Missy Higgins good. was on his last episode. I love Missy. We're big Missy Higgins fans. We're big Missy us, Higgins yeah. fans. Um, but yeah, I'll probably watch that episode, to be honest. And Arn Doe is so, um, so, so friendly. Did I tell you I met... Uh, Hung out with Arj Barker last weekend. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. How'd you enjoy that? Another likable man? Yeah, it was kind of like... Well, it, he was a bit, how you going? Yeah, you thought he was weird, which is like how you come off nearly every encounter with professional comedians. Dude, Billy I'd, thinks it's going to be awesome and then goes, oh, a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah. You'd be better at it. I'm too, like, fanboy. I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah. like Arj, oh my God. Um, but yeah, it was kind of awkward. Uh but yeah, I try. Yeah, he was cool, he was, and he did so well on stage. Yeah. Um, uh, Heather, the sound lady, was taking photos of him while he was on stage. No sound, no flash, and he like blew it up at a mid set. He was like, "Hey, you you taking enough photos? You have? Okay, okay, good. You're done. Okay." And then he goes, and he turns away, and, he, and then he looks back. He goes, "It's just so distracting." And like, really? And that that's a that's a weird tick in Billy Darcy's book. Well, I took a photo of him as well. So. <laughs> yeah, you were uploading it at the time. I don't know, but he did really well on stage. I'm still a fan. Um, but yeah, he was cool. That's probably I, I. There's two types of comedians I gig with that are cool in my books. Either I just want to gig with comedians either the lads have heard of or my mum and dad have heard of yeah yeah they're the two groups i just desperately want the approval of yeah if i gig with danny boyle my dad will believe me like be you like, mean danny boy danny boy sorry yeah <laughs> yeah the yeah. irish guy the the irish guy that had a bit about seeing a goanna in a room or something that played on channel 10 for about 20 years <laughs> yeah dad's a big fan <laughs> and if i get that if i get danny boy on side then I'm all pretty good. I'll tell you my, my white whale, who I'm desperate to gig with, but I don't know when I ever will. Um, Kitty Flanagan. Oh, my mum will go nuts. My mum loves Kitty yeah, Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. My mum loves Kitty Flanagan. But she doesn't really exist in the scene. Like, no, I don't no. know anyone that's even met her. Did you watch her show that recently came out? No. It's one of the worst things you've ever seen in your life. It's so funny. I love her stand-up, though. <laughs> yeah, she's a great comic. And she's good on um, The Weekly. Mm. Her stand-up's like legitimately like fantastic. Yeah, she's. But I think a lot of these acts that got big like 15 years ago, before there was ever like good comedy rooms around the city, they're just like, oh, why would I do those horrendous rooms now that I sell out theaters? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, if they came back and did some gigs, I bet they'd enjoy it. Yeah, well, they also are the sort of people that are like, like three weeks out from Melbourne are like, I've got to write my show. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's like how stand-up works. You're just yeah, sitting yeah. You're like, I'm, I was up all night writing my show. It's like, that's how anything works. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time I was talking to Sam Campbell at the comedy store and he was like, oh, I'm going to Brisbane on Tuesday for the Brisbane Comedy Festival. And I was like, oh man, that, that sounds good. I've heard that's a wicked festival. I bet you have the best time. And he goes, uh, not really. I haven't written the show yet. <laughs> And, then, and he goes, don't worry, I'll just sort of riff it out up there. 
But he's like one of the only people where yeah, I can. bet he could. Yeah. And then I saw him two weeks later. I said, uh, so mate, how'd you go up at Brisbane? And he goes, what? I said, Brisbane Comedy Festival. How'd you go? He goes, what? He goes, oh, no, dude, I fucking cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, of course, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, so good times, dude. I tell you what, 40 minutes has gone by and we haven't really talked about anything in particular. <laughs> I don't think we could name any topics. This is why I just think podcasting is the dark arts. Like, how do you know if it's good or not? You don't really know until some guy DMs you a fucking death threat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, I did the mug off. People kept messaging. Because I had like stories about being fucked over or whatever, whatever it is. And people kept messaging me being like, fuck your life so shit, man. <laughs> like outside my house, like smoking joint, being like, oh no, fuck, I'm actually a fucking, I've actually got a bit more money now. And uh, I'm like doing like the lady death protest too much. thing. I'm like fucking spazzing out at them. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, um, I tell you what, I, I get sometimes people like, hey, but uh, last episode couldn't get past the thirty-five minute mark. That last segment was trash. You fucking suck. But all I hear is, you listen to thirty-five minutes. <laughs> it's also like, I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to more than fifteen minutes, I reckon I win. Yeah, I think even more than ten, you win. Yeah, you win. If you get trapped. Or tricked into pressing play on a Billy Darcy podcast, which is him in a room. Billy's won. You've got oh, him. Shit, yeah, You've dude. got him. The hype is real. But um, I agree. I agree. But anyway, let's sort of crack in. I guess I would say where our bond strengthened. On uh, we did a comedy tour together, the Young Guns comedy tour, which I've referenced. Uh, ad nauseum on this podcast usually on some of my quieter weeks when i'm looking for content <laughs> reach back you know it wasn't a good comedy tour because we call it a comedy tour <laughs> instead of just being like oh that tour we did yeah we weren't asked back to any of the venues <laughs> <laughs> but it was so fun uh we got in a bus and we went around we went up to byron bay and back down to sydney uh what were some of your experiences of the tour rowan it was it was good i was at the time kind of horrifically mentally ill and shell-shocked almost. And then Billy was getting like massively drunk every night and being like, why aren't you drinking, Rowan? And I'm like, I can't, bro. I can't. I remember, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing good, man. I can't go back to the bottle. Like I'm being all like crazy about it. Yeah. I remember one night, Um, I think we we're in Grafton actually. Uh, I was, it was after a show and I was like, let's get fucked. Because, you know, after a show, especially when you're on yeah, the road, it's yeah. like, this is just a license to go nuts. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, mate, get some bloody beers in here, you fucking nerd. And you're like, they don't go well with my antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on some new medication and I can't be doing this, Billy. <laughs> and I was, I was like, oh, all right, well, get better. <laughs> I think this was before Are You Okay Day. I, I didn't know what to say. It's like, more beers for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was very fun. I had the best time ever on that tour. Well, we're both kind of natural bullies. so Yeah, and we had some genuine beta males on the bus. Yeah, so <laughs> Billy would be front bus, I'd be back bus, and we'd be kind of torching them from both sides. 
I don't want to say you were antisocial on that bus, but we used to play music and like all chat and then you'd sit at the back of the bus with your headphones in yeah. listening to your own music. <laughs> yeah, that was also part of the depression. <laughs> Just being like, Ooh, listen to the Todd Barry podcast for the seventh time in a row. It relaxes you, Rowan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was some fun times. I like the... Um, the when we were sharing the accommodation with the ladies that were doing the topless waitressing at um where were we oh that was the, tamworth tamworth well i didn't stay there because my girlfriend at the time lived yeah, in tamworth, tamworth sucks tamworth um, I, I don't want to speak out of school tamworth is a bad town it's a bad town yeah. yeah i wouldn't i don't know i don't if you had a choice why would you live there it's it's, a, it's, it's it's fucking messy and people are full on there dude I liked all the guys with their incredibly um, kind of ugly old wives <laughs> doing the, the topless, tipping the topless waitress lady in front of them all night. I was like, oh, this is a fun dynamic. Go to the pub with your husband while he gives a younger woman money. Yeah. But and I think I, those chicks make heaps of money, the topless waitresses. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to her... And she also wanted to start a podcast, Billy. You're in good um Yeah, you're, sex you're in good st- sex work. Sex workers they, are pretty fucking lippy these yeah, days. I'll yeah. say it. They like they like getting on audio form. Yeah, at the comedy festivals as well now, especially the fringe festivals, there's a lot of like, I used to be a sex worker, mm. now I'm a comedian or a mm. dancer. Yeah. It's it's getting to the point where being a former prostitute is gonna be considered hack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so many of them. Because where do you go from there? You're just like, all right, I guess I can be a comedian. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're looked down upon as well. well I <laughs> no think one respects them. I think it's getting less and... Well, no, it's not getting less edgy. It's just becoming more uh, culturally accepted to just be a prosy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're on the podcast. You can listen to the stories. It's become yeah. a normalized. It's for the greater good. It's not for me. Blokes like you with the fucking dark arts stuck in your in your cranium, <laughs> you can go down a brookie with hundred and twenty dollars and yeah. let your troubles shoot yeah. into some chick. Well, it's actually um really it's actually a very empowering form of earning money. It's like yeah, yeah, I know the guys that go to brothels. Don't worry, <laughs> I don't think they think it's empowering. Dude, I, don't I used think to you uh, really think it's empowering. I used to work with a with a girl who was a a prostitute on the weekends. Uh, the uh. Actually, I'll have to edit this out because everyone will know who she is. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, it, was, it was a job I had years ago, but I know some people from there listen to this podcast. So, anyway, <laughs> don't next, worry. Next Bill, topic: Billy never knew a prostitute, but I used to. Um, yeah, and she used to tell me about it anyway, and she said the night shift on the weekends was unreal because. Great money. Yeah. And then it'd just be like 40-year-old blokes coming in with like four bags of Coke. Yeah. And they'd do so much Coke, they wouldn't even be able to fuck you anyway. Yeah, yeah. And they just wanted to party. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think they just got off on the whole thing where it's like, you just got a chick who will like do whatever you want. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's one of those. Uh, um, but a... she said the the daytime shifts during the week were Ooh. horrendous. Horrend- like 93-year-old blokes coming in. Yeah, yeah. Which, if I'm 93, why the fuck not? Yeah, it does you make know, sense. Gladys has died five years earlier. Yeah, the the doc to has die. told you you're about to go. Like Garrett, this is a local cokehead, gambling addict, prostitute head that I um I know from the pub. 
Is this all one person? Yes, yes. Wow. He's, yeah, he's got a lot of demons and he'll he'll tell you about them. <laughs> he'll tell you about them. Oh, man. I'm just trying to quit this shit high. But he's like, he'll get, he says something that's like, he says stuff that's like so repulsive, but it comes so often that you just ignore it. And you're like, man, I know how to pick her, mate. The lineups, I'm telling you, you don't go for the hot chick. Nah, you choose the you choose the chubby ginger one. She's gonna be ripping the dommy off in a second, mate. Oh, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, I want to die. Yeah. yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> it's all empowering, Billy. I've never once. God, it's just. <laughs> I'm always blown away by how much better it is to be a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Because we don't have to deal with that. Yeah, bloke. yeah. God. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, we really shouldn't be discussing sex work anyway. I know. <laughs> the world does not need that. Every time I hear about real struggles, I'm like, oh, sweet. So there's there's another one I've never experienced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll like take the wind out of me for three days. Yeah, I'll be like affected by someone else's horrible thing that happened to them. It's probably one of my like more palatable qualities is that I'm very well aware that I'm on the fucking mm. the free ride of life yeah, yeah I got on the roller coaster with a coupon brother yeah, see you at the yeah. top <laughs> <laughs> trains on its tracks mate yeah um, but yeah but uh, one thing I did want to talk to you about Rowan before you go is this podcast uh, you know a, a thumper is it a fail I'm not sure but I'm having anxiety about it but <laughs> But nothing to do with you. You've been you've been a fantastic, charismatic guest who I've talked over for the best part of an hour. And but one thing I did want to talk to you about uh, was you moved to Austin, yes, Tejas, Texas, Texas to uh, pursue stand up comedy and local women for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went with I went with a girlfriend, and then um, you that, know, that fell apart, and I was living in my car or whatever. Um, but let's sort of get back to the comedy if we could for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so how was that dude because i did some open mics in la and i did some gigs over there and i found one of the things was they couldn't understand me mm. like you got to talk real slow yeah well you also need to say it up front um that you're australian because otherwise they will just try and like work it out in their heads as yeah, well yeah right for the first like few months what are the open mics like in texas oh there's good ones there's bad ones like it's it's pretty varied, but you can do like three a night and walk in between them all and stuff. Oh, really? And then go do a show sort of thing. That's so fun. You can fit in so much. Yeah. Because it's all so close. It's the opposite of Sydney. But um, yeah, you have to say it because they're not good with accents. No. No. And I was like, because British people come here and they just only talk about being British or being whatever. Yeah. That is disgusting. Oh, I'm incredibly hungover. Um. And it annoys me so much. Like, it's so frustrating to watch. So my thing was just to never mention it ever. And then someone was like, hey, man, you got to mention it because people are thinking about it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. definitely have to mention yeah, it. I remember right. one time I was in Arizona and I got in a lift. And of course, someone gets a lift. Hey, man, how you doing, camper? Mm. And this girl was like, hey, how you, uh, hey, how you going? And I said, good, how are you? And I said it three times. And she was like, where the fuck are you from? <laughs> she could not understand. You um, Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> and by the third time, I was like, good. How are you? And she was like, I'll be honest. Like, what is this, Lithuanian? Like, <laughs> Dude, I had a guy. In the, I was working with this guy in a kitchen. And he, um, he asked me... Um, 
He's like, so do you guys have um like democracy and stuff? And I was like, oh, I'll answer that question in a second. Just I'm doing something. And then I waited till everyone came back to the kitchen because lots of people were in the cool room. And I said, can you just repeat what you said to me, please? And he just repeats it and everyone just starts laughing at him. (laughs) 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 You fucking idiot. (laughs) You are pathetic. What I love about being in America and Americans in general, like... They're all the main star of their own movie, like so hardcore. They all have like a meta narrative. Like you yeah. can never get in an Uber and the guy be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I drive Uber. They'll be like, man, I'm going to be a hedge fund manager. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make films. I'm going out to LA. Like everyone has this story about like yep. where they're heading and where they come from and just keep moving, keep yep. building, keep grinding. Dude, I remember, I couldn't agree more. Um, I remember there's so Korea and politics oriented mm, and it's yeah. scary it's like it's like uh, they wouldn't just say hi i'm jake they'd be like hi jake i'm jake and i'm a, a republican accountant yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like whereas in australia it's like i'm just billy yeah and then if you ask me about other stuff we could talk about it yeah. but it doesn't really matter yeah, yeah and we could just get on no matter what you know I'm, what I mean? I'm Tom and I was born by the Mississippi River and I'm working on my country album and we're <laughs> leaving me like, whoa, 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 dude. Yeah, and it's a lot of... um. I could give a shit. Here's where, I, here's where I've been and here's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm an accountant, which is a funny story, actually, because I actually majored in HR. So I know what you're thinking. How the hell did I end up here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's yeah. like no one was thinking that. Yeah, but in yeah. America, they are thinking that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Just uh, so candid, just be like, you know... After my second marriage, something had to change. And you're like, just fucking take me to my destination, Uber driver. America, yeah. Please, please. At one point, I didn't have like a washer dryer at my house, so I had to go to a laundromat and then my car broke down. So I'd catch... This is in Texas. Yeah, yeah. So I'd catch an Uber with just a big basket full of all my dirty clothes in an Uber. And they'd be like, what's up, man? How you going? No, no, no. I'm like, dude, can you see like the laundry? Like my life isn't good. Yeah. Like, please shut the fuck up. Or I'd work this overnight shift and um, I'd work, finish work at 4.30. I'd go to shows, start work at 11 and then finish at like 4.30. Wait, in the morning? Yeah. What were you doing? I was uh, packing bread from the bakery to be like sent well, out to and stores. And then you slept all day. Yeah, then I went home and slept and then got up, had breakfast and went to shows and then... Whoa. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, it was bad. That only seems for, like... Only for a little while. Oh, okay. Only for a little while. Did it pay well because the hours were so fucked? No. Um, <laughs> but it paid poorly. And it was me wearing um, a hairnet that they made me wear and then all the... Other gentlemen wearing do rags because they were black dudes. <laughs> just me in a hand and three dudes in do rags. So, what do you think would have happened if you came in with a do rag? I think it would have been well received in laughter, but yeah, I wasn't giving them. A, they were already making fun of me, so it's like I had to like. I, I was a good boy at work. Yeah. No nonsense. No, yeah. no. I I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I'm not giving them nothing to work with because they're already humiliating me. <laughs> dude, black guys are hilarious. The funniest people yeah. in the world. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I remember seeing this black dude at a mic just bombing, talking about accidentally <laughs> pissing on his son. And I hope that doesn't make him gay. It was like the craziest <laughs> logic I've ever heard. And I'm still just dying. Yeah. That's the so- charisma alone is carrying this. Dude, black guys, are without a doubt, I don't believe in stereotypes, but I, I'll I'll stand behind this one. Black women as well, nearly all. 
Oh, black men and women definitely have more charisma and energy than white people across oh, the board. Born way more stage presence. Mm. Uh, way more interesting to listen to. But it's so funny when like a black guy's bombing because like he's got like that that thousand seat theater energy yeah, yeah. to like 15 people <laughs> yeah. and it's like such a disconnect and it's like the jokes aren't hitting it's like oh <laughs> yeah it's hard to watch someone really just naturally go for it and yeah reach yeah the destination but yeah that's so funny but yeah people in uh people in america are kind of kind of weird is anyone uh anyone you did comedy within austin like kind of blowing up over there hmm uh, some of them are getting places, but not really. Comedy's been closed for most of the time, so it's like, yep. Uh, one of them got to um JFL, but that's like just for laughs, just for laughs. The Just for Laughs Festival, which like everyone does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyone that's ever made money from comedy does. Uh, I remember. I thought. Um, I always thought f- was it Just for Laughs Fresh Faces. New faces. New faces, yeah, yeah. sorry. He did new faces. Yeah, new faces. Yeah. I remember I was like, fuck, man, that, that's like elite. That's like the tomorrow of tomorrow's <laughs> stars. And then they were, I remember they were, Amazon did a documentary on... Yeah, 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 yeah. And some of the people that were like, it was people who got in or just missed out. Yeah, yeah. And some of the people that got in, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, they're not great. Yeah. But some of the people that just missed out, I was like, so they're like not even close to like being good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I saw a post on Facebook, they're like, just for laughs, new faces. And it was like, it was like 75 people. <laughs> <laughs> but but also I'd probably, I'd, I'd murder you in this room to go there. So that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Do you reckon, I think about this sometimes. Do you reckon like, how do you even get overseas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, it's like... How do you access the Montreal Just for Laughs Festival as an yeah. Australian act? Because some Australian acts have done it. Like, Reese Nicholson did a gala. Yeah. Nick Cody did, like, the Kevin Hart gala over there. I don't know who Nick Cody sucked off in a previous life or something. To just <laughs> We will not talk shit about Nick Cody yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, we're not talking shit, just gift him this thing. <laughs> no, but he's opening he, for Bill Burr. No, it's because he went over to America heaps. Mm. And he was gigging at like um the improv and, and the cellar and stuff. He's like mates with Ari Shafir, like mm. so yeah. Ari Shafir came and did didn't do the mic, but there's a the worst mic in Austin is across the highway from um the club there. And Ari would just come over and smoke weed with the open micers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that dude's just chilling. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it's not that hard to be friends with Ari Shafir, I think. That's weird. Because he seems like he would be hard to be friends with. Mm. I was in your podcast once. He's like, this guy, Kyle Legacy. I'm like, oh, God. That's yeah. Ari, no Kyle. <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing ever was um, Kyle Legacy met Maka one night at a party. And it was like a DC Marvel crossover for me. <laughs> yeah. They, they both love Liverpool as well. So they oh, were just really? like, they were getting on like a house on fire. But um, but what happened was, I've told this before on the pod, but um, Maka said to, to Kyle Legacy, he goes, do you want some hummus? Like, like as a joke. And Kyle thought he was serious. And he was, he comes up to me, he goes, man, I just met this fucking idiot who doesn't know how to say hummus. <laughs> <laughs> And he, and he spent about five minutes shitting on this bloke to me. And then he pointed to him. He goes, it's that fucking idiot over there. And it was just Macca stuffing his face with hummus. And I was, like, oh. I was like, oh, that's my best mate. I actually brought him. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, that's cool, dude. 
I guess we should sort of wrap this thing up. Yeah, we... wrap it up. Let's go chill with Mako. Yeah. Poor Mako's alone in his room. Oh, yeah. When it is cold out here. <laughs> uh, but uh, Rowan, do you have anything you want to plug, as they say? My Instagram. Is it Rowan? Rowan Arneal. Rowan Arneal. That's R-O-H-A-N. So think of Rohan from Lord of the Rings. And then A-R-N-E-I-L. And Rowan does have some stand-up clips coming out soon from when he opened for me. <laughs> Are they coming, Billy? Are they coming? I'm not I need lie. them by the end of the month. I'm going to Brisbane. Oh, oh when are you going to Brisbane? Ah, uh, 30th. Of August? June. I'm going in August. Oh, nice. Um, what are you doing up there? Good chat or whatever. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Other things. You should get Duggan to vouch for you up yeah, there. Yeah, he has. Got... I'm on that. Yeah, sick. Um, all right. Well, cool. Thanks, Rowan. Return guests. Episode. So, this could be a things, uh, sign of things to come. It could be a sign of things or to come. Or if this is poorly received, you could send us back into another hundred solo episodes. <laughs> send us back. Send us back. Yeah, Billy at six in the morning talking to himself. That's yeah. what I like to think about. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Get the demons out. All right. Anyway, cheers, bud. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah they got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long